The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, it's funny here, but sometimes I think we should have our pre-show discussion become part of the regular episode of the Powercast, like Debbie Siegelmeyer and Tim Swartz are co-hosts, official co-hosts, not guest co-hosts anymore. Congratulations, Tim, that's a run-on sentence. But we were having such a pleasant conversation about different things, and I said, you know what? It's important that our listeners know what we're doing so they can tell us. Debbie, welcome to the Powercast. I know you have not been on in the past. I don't know why. We've been around for 16 years. And wow. if we keep, we might get it right someday. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And why did you wait so long? <laughs> I don't know. We, we didn't have Tim working with us. But in any case... Just so you know, Kurt Collins and Bob Sinati will be guest co-hosts from time to time to give Tim some rest and some relaxation. So let's just leave it there. Debbie, you've been following the UFO conundrum mess everything for how many years now? Oh, my gosh. I would say since a child, actually, but... Uh, I started as an independent investigator in 1996, and then I became an actual MUFON member. I was going to MUFON meetings before that, became a MUFON member in 2000, state director in 2009, and that's when it all blew up. I had no idea so much was going on in our state. You don't until you become a state director and you see everything that's happening in your state and all around you. A lot of years. (laughs) How did the underwater stuff get involved? Oh, that was just by chance. My husband and my son decided that they wanted to become scuba divers. They became scuba divers, and then they immediately signed me up, and I became um, a diver the weekend after 9-11, which was a little unnerving because at that time the government thought that everybody was becoming a diver so they could bomb bridges and that type of thing. So immediately, I, of course, I had an FBI record. Then with that, I, had, I joined MUFON about the same time. And it just seemed to me like nobody was talking about what was going on underwater. And I did a lot of diving in the Caribbean off of, you know, just on vacation. We had a condo in Key Largo at the time. There was Carl Feint and a few others that were talking about underwater, but I decided, along with Tom Ferrario, that in, I believe it was 2003, 4, and 5, we taught an underwater UFO search recovery class here in Missouri. 
and had so much fun with that. We, we put a, legs on a 10-foot in diameter satellite dish and dropped it at about 35 feet. And just from there, I started teaching the class. I became more and more interested, and my focus just totally went just by default, I guess, toward water. Well, I think one of the things that is not mentioned as much is the fact that UFOs are not just airborne, they go underwater. But, you know, we talk about flying saucers in the sky and everything. We don't think as much about the underwater stuff. Do we have as many sightings related to some kind of water issue or what? Well, one in five sightings is water related in one form or another, whether it's a river, lake, ocean, sea, one in five. That's a lot. 70% of the earth is covered by water. We've only been able to explore, according to NOAA, 5% of our underwater waterways, especially oceans and seas. So that's a great hiding place. And even the government, when they had these hearings and and decided that they were going to form um, an office in Washington, D.C. that has to do with UAPs, I was listening closely to the questions, and when the question came up about, well, what's going on underwater, the answer was, well, that's something that we're going to have to answer behind closed doors. And I thought, what? So that, to me, means that's where a lot of the activity is going on, at least, you know, according to our government and the Navy pilots that have been taking these fantastic videos. What's interesting about the water is there's so much we don't know. Heck, even Aquaman could live down there, and we never know about it. You could have a whole civilization. I'm being semi-serious here, folks. A whole civilization underwater with its own self-contained atmosphere, of course, if they need it, and we would never know. What is amazing is if, if you ever go to Cozumel, and you take a Royal Caribbean ship because they park in one place and a lot of the other ships park over by San Miguel. Uh, Go to the bow of the ship, look off to the left, and you may or may not see bubbles. I've been diving there. At about 22 feet, there's an airplane, a small airplane that was crashed there in the 1970s for a movie. There are divers underneath swimming around a plane only at 22 feet or so, And you can't see from the top of a cruise ship, from the front end. If you can't see that, it's just amazing to try and think about what's underwater at depth that you can't see. I would suppose then if I was coming here in a spaceship and I didn't want the populace to know what was going on and it was properly equipped, I'd go to an area of the planet where I was very unlikely to be spotted. Right. And I mean, well, it depends too. I mean, look at Shag Harbor. You know, that that was a craft that was in trouble and went into the water and hid. You know, and, 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 you know I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with Shag Harbor. Uh, that was uh, October 4th, 1967. Uh, and, you know, it, it, Shag Harbor, Canada. And this craft went into the water All the the people around saw was this yellow foam stuff on the top of the water. They thought a plane had crashed and eventually moved to about 25 miles down the coast, hid there for a couple days till another craft came into the water, another UFO, and, you know, supposedly, and repaired the first one. And then they, 
you know, they eventually moved off. I think all this happened in about five days. I mean, so they used that as, oh, my gosh, they could have just been going by and saying, oh, we're having mechanical trouble. There's a planet with water. Let's go hide over there and get ourselves situated away. I mean, it's hard to know what actually happened. But the sightings, I mean, I I started a, uh, gathering up information back in 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2000, way back before 2020. But um, in 2000, about water sightings. And I ended up with so much. I had files and files and books and books and books. I was just amazed at how much and how, how many different types of craft and what they were doing and where and when. It's been going on for a long time. Well, it's not just oceans. It's uh, any kind of, of, of water. I mean, lakes, even rivers. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You don't have to tell us that here in Missouri. We've been having sightings around all three of our rivers, the Mississippi, the Missouri, and the Merrimack. Those are very, very hot areas. Um, I'm working on one now that you could almost throw a rock to the Mississippi River. You know, and it was over an airport. I'm working on another one, had been working on another investigation since 2018 by another river. And um, our assistant state director, Missouri MUFON assistant state director, Margie Kay, has been working on sightings in the Kansas City area over there by the Missouri River forever. I and mean, it's, it's going on. Piedmont, you know, Clearwater Lake, 1973. You know, it's, it's been going on in our state for a long time. I think maybe that's what drew my interest in particular because it, it, we've got three rivers here and a lot of lakes. Are you familiar with the work of Ted Phillips? <laughs> oh, gosh, I knew Ted, Ted very, very well. Uh, I'm still, I was on Ted's team. I've been to Marley Wood several, several times. I believe the last time I was there was sometime in early 2009. Um, and then Ted... Um, the work continued for a few years, but then his health got poor. Okay, Debbie sure. Ziegelmeyer, underwater UFO searcher. More to come with Gene and Tim and Debbie. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Let's face it, food shortages are a real threat now. Supply chain breakdowns, inflation, fuel prices, global conflicts, fertilizer cutbacks, farmers being encouraged not to plant. The stage is set for the peanut butter to hit the fan. But for some reason, Americans are still in denial about food shortages. Listen, we don't take risks with other things in our lives, so why take risks with your food security? 
Those who know what's coming are using today to prepare. Millions of Americans have purchased Ready Hour Emergency Food from My Patriot Supply, the brand people look for when they're ready for real preparedness. MyPatriotSupply.com is America's largest preparedness company. Get stocked up on emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage to get you through tough times ahead. Your other choice is to stand in government food lines hoping for a handout. As we both know, that's not an option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to give you a URL that can and will change your life. You will simply investigate it and look into it for your own self. Do your own research. This is an absolute 360 win for GCN, for American Tax Solutions, and for you. Ladies and gentlemen, these are top tax lawyers that will deliver you super service very, very quickly and change your life. The average person can save up to 90% on their taxes. Visit GCNTaxCut.com. That's GCNTaxCut.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Debbie Siegelmeyer joining us. She works with MUFON, but she's also a scuba diver. And we're talking about Loads of incredible sightings. And she mentioned before we broke that she had worked as part of the team for Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips was, of course, a guest on the Paracast on some occasions, talking about the Marley Woods area, which we have revealed is now in Missouri. And we were really getting progress there. I think I helped him with his sight at one time, but then unfortunately he became ill and was not able to continue. Can you give us, Debbie, any more insights into Ted? Well, Ted was a wonderful person, very meticulous at how he would investigate. And then I don't know if most people know that he started out as J.L. Hynek's assistant, who took up the reins from Ted is Tom Ferrario, who was 
Ted Phillips' assistant, and now Tom is the lead investigator there in Marley Woods. I'm still part of the team. Hopefully, we'll start investigations back up there again. It's a very interesting area. It's almost, I don't know, it's been described anymore as a, a skinwalker ranch. So much has gone on there, and it's continuing to go on. One of the little mysteries of Missouri and why which is uh, we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out why this state. Uh, we've got a lot of theories, but I could go on forever about that. But work's still being done. By the way, folks, Tom Ferrario and Tim and I were on the December 26th, 2021 show. We had a great time with Tom. So I would certainly suggest you listen to that. Continue, Debbie. Getting past so- that. <laughs> with now i assume the marley wood stuff is still going on today yes now without giving too many specifics how big an area are we talking about oh well you'd have to ask tom i haven't been out there since about 2009 and from what i understand the area expanded after that I'm even wondering, too, you have that area, but a lot of what's going on is popping up in different parts of the state. And it seems like at one point, maybe we're going to this this phenomenon might reach way farther than what we thought. It, it may reach all the way from, I'd say, at this point, Highway 70 across the state of Missouri, all the way to the Arkansas border. We are having some unbelievable things all the way across the state. That's one centralized area. I'm working on another centralized area. Margie is working on another. And what it's come down to is that Highway 70 south to Arkansas, there's so, I mean, it's a massive area. And at this point, we've got a lot of sightings going on, and there's been more and more lately. We can't keep up. This is a question I have about this, and it sounds skeptical because it is. Do you think we have these so-called portal window areas, areas that are hotbeds of activity, because when things happen, more and more people are looking for stuff there? I think in Missouri, we tend to go through phases. In 2011 and 12, we had a UFO flap here. We went from about less than 100 sightings a year to all of a sudden we had almost 300. It, it was just unbelievable. I believe it was August of 2011, we had a, a 90-some in one day. So I, I think it goes in phases. It also depends on where you are. We'll have an area that just for two months, we have triangle craft sightings. And then we'll have another. Right now, we've got a lot of these strange balls of light that are being reported and they're being reported by very reputable people. It just it goes pretty much in phases, I believe. We're wondering why. We know we're the cave state. We have a lot of lead in the state. We've got three rivers. We've got uh, several lakes. We've got Lake of the Ozarks. So we're wondering what is it, or is it is it one thing or all of these things? We also have New Madrid Fault. It seems like we get a lot of activity right around the time of earthquakes. And so we have people on our team in Missouri that are investigating all of this. One that's keeping track of the earthquakes and another one we found out a meteor had come through just, I mean, centuries ago. 
and, you know, crash through. And maybe that has to do with some of the lead. I don't know. But we I think a lot of what we have is being focused around water. To tell you the truth, the equipment is picking it up better. My team has have a, we have cameras that are military grade night vision, not infrared. We're picking up objects that aren't visible to the eye and we're able with the resources we have now to eliminate aircraft by uh, transponder by using flight radar 24. And of course you've got at your, you know we've got heavens above. We make sure we know what's in the sky, what you know what planet stars, that type of thing. So we, we have a lot of resources to eliminate things and come right down to the unknown. And we found a lot of unknown that's that's very interesting. We're able to uh, triangulate and then concentrate on certain areas. We've got a question from uh, one of our listeners, Debbie. And um, this is from uh, uh, Richard Hopkins. And um, Richard is wondering about um, MUFON in general and um, scientific investigations. And he wants to know whether or not that uh, uh, the, the two work well together, I suppose, is, is, is the best way to see it. Uh, 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 Richard, I think, uh, uh, seems to think that uh, MUFON maybe doesn't uh, uh, go all out in uh, uh, doing proper investigation. So, I mean, what? Uh, wh- how would you respond to a question like that? Well, we train, uh, we train our investigators um, with information that's given to us by pol- a lot of it, police detectives. Well, for one, though, uh, our trace evidence chapter of our field investigator manual was written by no other than Ted Phillips. Mm-hmm. You can't get any better than that. He was trained by J. Allen Hynek. But then we have some uh, police officers, officer detectives. We have military people that that have contributed to our training, our training manual. We also have MUFON University that's helping to train our investigators. So when they go out, they've I've still I've had my manual since 2000, and I still look at it as a reference. My training manual. We're trying to focus more and more towards science. And I mean, I'll be honest, things, you know, every once in a while you get somebody that veers away from that a little bit. And lately they, the um, management, I guess not management, but the, um, I guess uh, our, our director of investigations and the board of directors and our international director of well, we've discussed that we need to tighten this up to science what I investigate are craft sightings, um, you know, a legitimate something that I can grasp onto. We'll be back with Debbie, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
In the 1800s, there were 160 spas set up in Europe to dispense fresh liquid whey. The sick would recover their health and the age would become rejuvenated. There's only one whey protein powder on the market that can generate and surpass the results seen in the whey spas in Europe. But first, let me tell you the story of 90-year-old Mary, who was semi-bedridden and in hospice care. Mary had been consuming only a pea protein and pasteurized milk drink. Then Mary was put on to Green Meadow Whey mixed with raw milk. She was given two to three whey drinks per day. On the very first day, Mary was up and came into the kitchen and made chicken soup. She was on her feet for many hours. Three days later, Mary had gained two and a half pounds of healthy weight. Green Meadow Way is health-giving to both young and old. Green Meadow Way is guaranteed to make you feel better, stronger, reduce your inflammation, and eliminate virtually all toxins from your body without feeling sick. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. Once again, March for Our Lives gathered at the steps of the Texas State Capitol in Austin, demanding action in the wake of the school shooting in Uvalde. They're calling for Governor Greg Abbott to call a special session of the legislature to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 to 21. Abbott has resisted the calls for tougher gun laws, instead saying that mental health care issues need to be the focus. The Uvalde Schools Police Chief Pete Arredondo was sacked on Wednesday over the botched law enforcement response to the shooting at Robb Elementary School. There's concern about the potential for a radiation leak at the Saporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Residents near the plant are being given iodine tablets in case there is a radiation exposure. But experts say that the actual situation isn't as bad as it's being portrayed by both sides. This is USA Radio News. Conservatives are dismissing the information revealed in the search affidavit of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The heavily blacked out document was released Friday in response to a request from several media organizations. Trump's National Intelligence Director John Ratcliffe telling CBS News that he didn't see anything that justified the search warrant. The unsealing of this today isn't going to do much to, again, tamp down the the chaos, the the confusion. The 28-page document was used to convince a judge to sign the search warrant on Trump's Florida home. The newly unsealed court records also shows that the Justice Department repeatedly informed Trump's lawyers that Mar-a-Lago was not authorized to store classified information, a point that was reiterated to Trump's counsel as recently as June. Diplomats from across the globe have failed to reach an agreement on the United Nations Treaty that is designed to protect marine life. You are listening to USA Radio News. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural... You must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this, or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. 
Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So Debbie's talking more about MUFON's investigations and techniques in response to Richard Hawkins' skeptical question. Debbie, you got more to cover on that? Well, just a little bit. We are focusing more and more on the science of it. And it makes it a lot easier now because science is more available. We're trying to train around the science of everything, make sure everything is, is documented. You know, like I said, we've got Flight Radar 24 for one you know, you don't have anymore where people are just saying, oh, I saw this light in the sky. I don't know what it is. I could grab my phone, point it at sky and tell you what flight is up there, where they left from, what the altitude is, where they're going to arrive. I can go back a year. Some of our um, investigators can go back three years, depending on the subscription you buy, where we didn't have heavens above before. So now we've got that where if you go on the heavens above uh, website, fantastic website you can see where all the stars the planets where um, a sky uh, a starlink all of it is all right there we are geared more towards science than speculation just saying no i don't know i look at that i'm not really sure well i'm going to put that in unknown no we go through this with uh, a fine-tooth comb i have some of my people that worked in Various jobs where they can triangulate. It just it amazes me. I can't even describe what they do because it's way over my head. But they can look at the stars, and that's why you always try and get a picture when you're taking a picture of an unknown to make sure that you've got at least tree, land, if you can, stars, because they can go by that and triangulate where they are. So we're trying our best to try to focus on science to identify or unidentify these. That's why. Most of our sightings, I'd say out of 100, seven of them are unknown, maybe eight are unknown. And if we knew what the government had, you know, it might be down as far as three are unknown, absolutely unknowns. But that there should even be one. So that in itself is a little bit unnerving. It is amazing right now, all the apps and the ability that, that we now have to be able to tell, you know, what's going on out there. Like like you said, I use the Heavens Above app, and then there's all the ones that show the uh, uh, different planes that are flying overhead or will be flying overhead. So, I mean, it's just, it's it's really kind of like, you know, it's, it's the salad days of UFO huntings when it comes to uh, having these abilities. I have a Sky Guide. I mean, I have a, um, an iPhone. I can take Sky Guide and point it up, and someone will go, "Oh my gosh, look at that bright light!" And I go, "Venus or Jupiter or <laughs> immediately and show anyone." I also have a warning that comes out on my phone if the International Space Station goes by or some of the other larger satellites go by. I get an alert. So I know exactly what's going on and where. I also have a MADAR. I don't know if any of you are familiar with the, the MADAR. That, that's something that picks up an electromagnetic field over your house. The state of Missouri has, I believe we've got six now. And uh, just go on to the, the website, M-A-D-A-R. You can purchase one there. The gentleman's name is Fran, and this, he's been around for a while. But we're hoping to get him all the way around the world. 
and we're taking those sightings and we're correlating them with UFO sightings. So there's, we'll find out that there's two, three sightings in the area, and there'll be somebody with a MADAR in that area in Missouri, and that thing's going off. So we are trying our best to use science in every way, shape, or form we can. Okay, let me let me back you up a little bit here. The uh, MADAR, yes. does this detect variations of a local mag- electromagnetic field? Um, <laughs> you're asking the wrong. Go on the <laughs> website. <laughs> I know what they do. It'll pick up an electromagnetic field, something that you're not supposed to have over your house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the logistics behind it, I know that it's it's working here in Missouri, and I've talked to a lot of other people where it is, but, but it picks up a frequency, an electromagnetic field, and it, it, a frequency you're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. And I listen, you know, I'll read emails from all the people that are getting MADAR hits, and frankly... That is way out of my field on some of this, but as long as it works. We also have a director of MADAR here in our state, James Baer, who lives in the Kansas City area, in Kansas City. And he's keeping track of these, and he's correlating the states all around us and then contacting the other states, um, Oklahoma, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, Arkansas, the states surrounding us, and so if there's a lot of hits here in Missouri, he's trying, he'll correlate them with, with their states because there's a map that you can look at online that shows where the hits are, and it, it has updated of who's had, who have had so many hits and what states. And, and so he's using that as a tool to cross-check that against sightings that all the Midwest are having. Considering now all of the home security cameras that are out there, Ring and and all kinds of others, it'd be nice to be able to start finding a way to bring these all in together so that, uh, say, you start having uh, hits over a certain area, you can then uh, pull up these uh, security cameras to see if there's anything visually going on. Oh, I'd worry a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> that brings back to mind the, the old baby monitors that you found out your neighbor was looking in your baby's bedroom because they could pick up the frequency on those. I don't have one of those, but that, that just makes me a little bit nervous when somebody's got access to that I don't know to the outside of my house or they're looking at my house. Or <laughs> I try and stay away from all of that. Yeah, I think about the uh, shooting star sightings, you know, fireballs and stuff that you see on the news that, you know, somebody is uh, uh, posted from their ring camera or things like that. You know, I'd love to see more UFO footage being gathered that way. There is some. We do have sightings. We have, we've had a few of them here in Missouri. To tell you the truth, most of the ones from the ring, uh, the ring cameras have been spiderweb. I mean, there's something that's just really mysterious and something moves across it. We have uh, a a photo analyst here. um, His name's Donovan, and he was the one that pointed this out. He found one at his house, and he thought, wow, what's this? And he he was able to figure it out. So when we get those from the ring cams, we pass them along to him, and you can see it. You can barely see the spiderweb. It'll be over the top of the camera part of it, and then you get a you know, a bug go across that, and it looks like a craft is moving by or hovering. But I'm sure some of them have picked up some pretty incredible things. Well, you know, that also brings up 
one of the things that a lot of skeptics love to point out that you know everybody now has uh, cell phones with cameras, but uh, we we still don't get uh, very good uh, photos or, or or videos of UFOs, and and I just I, you know I kind of have to say you know. We get a ton. I mean, there are a lot of, of, of really good pictures and videos, but you have to take into consideration, I mean, even though these cell phones have cameras on them, they're still not the best cameras. Oh, they're way better than what we had when I first started. Oh, Say yeah. <laughs> HD now, some of these cameras are pretty amazing. The problem with it is most of the sightings are quick. They're five mm -hmm. to ten seconds or less. And then someone will see something streak across the sky, and they'll say, I had my mouth open, like, do you see that? Whoever's with them, it, do you know what that is? What is that? And then it's just gone, and they're thinking, what? I had my camera in my hand. I've been guilty of that. We don't have a quick reaction because you're thrown off guard. You don't be, expect to be out on a boat with the family or be at a family picnic or at the carnival and have some UFO all of a sudden show up in the sky above you and while you're trying to figure out what it is, it's quickly gone. So, but we do get a lot. And the thing is, when we get pictures, um, pictures or video from somebody who it's what the craft is around for enough time. The interesting thing is it may not, because it's so far away, it may not be really good quality, but if they've seen this object or objects in the area enough, we go out there and we set up a sky watch with really, really good equipment, and that's when we're catching things. We've got more to come with Debbie, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Clearcast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Are you watching your retirement savings melt away right in front of your eyes as the economy crumbles? Well, if you have an IRA, 401k, or similar account, I need to tell you about a better way that was revealed by a Wall Street Journal best-selling book. Simply put, you can opt out of the insanity and convert your existing retirement account into the most stable physical asset in history, physical gold and silver. Plus, this conversion might qualify you for an IRS loophole that could save you even more. Today, Advantage Gold is giving away a completely free audiobook version of the national bestseller, Gold is a Better Way. Just text the word BETTER to 48542 to get your copy. That's B-E-T-T-E-R to 48542. By the time you drive home, this simple step may save the future value of your retirement. It's not too late if you're not prepared. You can take action now and claim a free copy. Text the word BETTER to 48542. That's B-E-T-T-E-R to 48542. Message and data rates may apply. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. So we're back with Debbie and Tim and Jean. And one of the things that occurred to me as she was talking about photos, the fact that there are 400, 500 million cameras, probably over a billion cameras right now around the world, of varying levels of quality, some quite good, is that we don't seem to get really good pictures of UFOs, but with really top-notch equipment, maybe we do. But Debbie, how many really good UFO photos are there out there over the last 75 years? Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe more than we realized. I started thinking about the question, and look at what the Navy's got. Those are pretty incredible pictures and video. Uh, I know, I know. Here in um, Missouri, we've gotten some pretty incredible things, but I just it, it boggles my mind to wonder what the government has that we haven't seen. But we do have those that have to do with water. In Missouri, we're working on we're working on a couple cases here. There's video that my team has shot. We've probably had I think a dozen investigators have been to this site since 2008. 
2018, we'll be presenting our case at uh, the MUFON Symposium in 2023 in Cincinnati, and we've got some very, very good video. Something that it actually unnerved one of the investigators, the one that was analyzing the video to where he just put everything down for three, four days and said, I can't believe this is what we've got. And so he took a good, long, hard look at it. We've got some pretty incredible evidence. I also, uh, back, um, it was uh, January 25th of 2006. I was on a Royal Caribbean cruise. We uh, had just left St. Martin. We're headed to St. Thomas. Now, while I was in St. Martin, I went scuba diving. I'm a scuba instructor, so naturally, any chance I get um, that's not in Missouri, <laughs> I'm there. So I went scuba diving, got back on the ship. I didn't get to see a lot of St. Martin because I was underwater. So I was taking pictures as we left the port. About 20 minutes out, you know, we were far enough away from land that I thought, okay, well, now it's time to meet with the rest of the group. So it's about 6.20. I start walking toward uh, the bow of the ship, and I look over to my right, you know, over the ocean, and there were two craft about the size of cars out maybe maybe as far it was hard to judge at least two three hundred feet but they were about the size of cars saucer shape moving kind of in a really tight circle apart from each other pretty good distance away from each other maybe 30 40 foot away and but kind of vibrating shaking but circling I looked over and I thought, what is that? And the first thing I did was look back to see if it was some kind of reflection from the ship. But I noticed really quickly the ship was leaving them behind. I got one really good picture. I took off running toward the back of the ship, trying to get another. I caught something through plexiglass. It wasn't very good. And then they were gone. We left them in the distance. I asked everybody I could on, on the ship that worked on the ship. I said, do you think it'd be a little sub? Of course, these were above, you know, just barely hovering above water. And they said, well, no. And I said, do you have a remote control, something that you put out there that's entertainment? Now, this was only the second of nine cruises I've been on. So I was wondering, what in the world? Well, they said it's illegal to do that, to, to take any, throw anything off the ship, fly anything off of the ship. So I came to the conclusion that I, I went diving in St. Martin. I'm underwater, but I had to wait till I got back on the ship to actually catch a very good photo I looked later, and there was one that looks like it's coming out of a fuzz or out of a fog, a third one. Um, they're in my book. Uh, my book is The Alien Colonization of Earth's Waterways, but the picture's in there. And what I also noticed, too, that all my pictures on my camera were up to date, correct day and time until that happened. And then after that, my camera set to from January 25th to February 5th. Eight days and seven hours later, and every picture from that point forward, you know, was off eight days and seven hours. Not unusual. Every time cameras get involved with UFOs, sometimes things go awry. The thing is that most people aren't looking up. Uh, you have people like me that are investigators. I've got a lot of good pictures of thing, things I can't explain, but. The two best are the one we'll be presenting in um, 2023 and the other one that's that's in my book. And I just have no explanation for either one of those. And, you know, those have just been lately. So they're they're out there. It, there's a lot of people that maybe are holding on to things and don't want to give them up. 
I had people that say, well, I got a picture of a UFO. How much are you going to pay me for it? <laughs> I thought, <laughs> we don't buy evidence. But if you go to enough conferences and you go to, uh, you, you look online enough and you read enough, there's a lot of good information out there. Most people just don't know it. That has to be gratifying for you, though, to here you are in this uh, uh, line of business and to actually have an experience uh, like the one that you saw off the cruise ship, to see these uh, uh, things in, in daylight, that just has to leave you with a really good feeling. Uh, that, that was a little unnerving. I was there to have a good time and... <laughs> The last thing I was thinking about was a UFO investigation, and that's what I saw. And the funny part was that they, you know, they say, well, you know, you, you dive, you go scuba diving. Have you ever seen anything? I was scuba diving there just minutes, you know, well, a couple hours before and <laughs> didn't see anything underwater. I wait till I get on the ship, and then there it is. And the odd thing about it was I was probably the only one that saw it because as we left port, it was 6.20. At 6.30 was the first sit-down meal. And a lot of people were trying to get ready and, they, you know, getting their picture taken and getting all dressed up. We, we had the 830 seating. That's why I was out there with just a very few other people. And I was out there actually dressed like a wet dog. I'd been diving. And so, you know, I had on wet hair, wet clothes. <laughs> I was holding my snor old snorkel fins and mask. I usually take those and then use their gear. But I was out there, one of the few people taking pictures. I think right place, right time, and that wasn't what I was looking for. I just wanted the scenery. Well, a lot of people also just – they just don't notice something like that. You know, I mean, uh, uh, people like yourself and, uh, you know, and myself, you know, like you said, you're constantly scanning the sky. And, and I know, I mean, you know, you could point these things out at times to people, and they're like, what, where? <laughs> I drive around with with a um, a Jeep. I've got a, a, a Jeep Wrangler, a two door Willie limited edition, and right now the top is off of it. The windows are out. The top is off. You know, so as I'm driving around, I'm looking up at the sky. Um, at nighttime, I go outside and sit and look at the sky. So maybe you know, there, there's not a lot of us that do that. Maybe that's the key. If if everybody was doing that, there'd be a whole lot more pictures. I want to I want to back up just uh, really quick here uh, for a follow up. You were talking about um, photos and videos. One of them where the uh, uh, the guy who was uh, working with them had to push his computer aside and uh, leave it for you for a few days because it was they were just so compelling. Where will people be able to uh, uh, see these photographs? Uh, we'll have. That it's actually it's video and we'll have it at um, well we've already I've already applied for it to be one of the ten um, cases of interest MUFON cases of interest we do that very last thing at the MUFON symposiums every year so the next MUFON symposium will be in Cincinnati probably July of 2023 I'm sorry I don't remember the exact date right now and it'll be in Cincinnati. We will be presenting it there. The The fun part about this video, it's a couple minutes long, is that it's um, the same thing happened to Harley Rutledge in 1973 investigating Piedmont. He was at the Farmington Airport, 
and he was he, he and his students were trying to record these lights from Piedmont. And this bright light came down, came, they thought it was a plane going to land, and then it went back up in the sky and took off. And when it got to altitude, maybe 1,000 feet or so, it turned on its FAA lights, hmm. green light and red light. The amazing thing was the student, it's in Harley Rutledge's book, the student yelled out, um, a professor, the green and the red light are on the wrong wings. They're opposite. And in the book, it says, well, they got a photo, but black and white, you can't tell. We have it on video. That plane, as it's it, the light came across, and as that is leaving off into the distance, you can clearly see the planes going away from us. And you look to the left, and there's a green light. You look to the right, and there's a red light, and it's moving away from us. They're on the wrong wing. Before we go the wrong way, let's listen to these announcements to set us straight. We've got Debbie Siegelmeyer, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Debbie talking about all the evidence they've accumulated about UFOs, to backtrack a little bit, you got interested in this subject real young, you say. Did you have any experiences when you were young that led you in this direction? 
I had a very brilliant night sky, even daytime sky, by uh, grade school all the way through my freshman year of high school. I grew up in Safford, Arizona, at the foot of what we call the Graham Mountain. Now it's called Mount Graham, and the Vatican has a telescope up there that's nicknamed Lucifer. Hold, hold it, hold it, hold it. What? <laughs> the Vatican has a telescope called Lucifer? Ah, that's what the initials spell. The Vatican does have a telescope on Mount Graham. You can look it up. And the initials for the, the whole name of this telescope spell out Lucifer. You know, this reminds me of the crazy TV show Evil, <laughs> where I don't know if you've ever seen it from Robert and Michelle King. And it gets into some pretty wacky stuff. This might serve to be an introduction. Oh, they've got strange creatures running around there. That's why it's called Lucifer. I'm making it up. No, I, my, my question is, what is the Vatican need a telescope? And they've got one in Rome, too, but this one's better. The, the sky isn't really good in Rome because of smog and whatnot. This is their best telescope. But if you can go back through history, back through the Bible, they talk about looking at the stars. The Vatican has had a telescope forever. What are they looking at? It's, I mean, I guess maybe that's their hobby, but they spent a whole lot of money on it. But the sky there, the sky was so great. During the day, I used to be able, we could see Venus during the day. I remember that. At nighttime, you know, I mean, the sky, I, I used to, to sneak out of the house at night and take, uh, crawl up the sidewall and lay on our garage roof and look up at the stars. And then, of course, I grew up with, Star Trek and Lost in Space and all of that, too. And I guess I, I was a dreamer. I would look up and just dream and wonder what was out there. And one thing led to another. I started out a trekker. I wanted to bring this up. You started out as a trekker. Yes. Do you remember which Star Trek film featured Captain Kirk saying, what does God need with a starship? Oh, yeah. What was, gosh, I just heard that again somewhere and I I used to know all that. I used to know Klingon, too, but it's been so long since I've spoken, I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> Thank heavens. No, I'll tell you. I'm not going to keep you in suspense. It's the um, one and only film that William Shatner directed, Star Trek V, I believe, The Final Frontier. And we had Spock's half-brother played by, and this is trivia beyond belief, an actor named Lawrence Luckinbill. And let me take you back to who Lawrence Luckinbill is. He's married to Lucy Arnaz, Lucille Ball's daughter. Now, the reason we have a Star Trek is because it first came to Desilu Studios, run by Lucille Ball, and she basically greenlit Star Trek. They did two pilots before it sold, and we can thank Lucille Ball for Star Trek, and now we have the man who would be her son-in-law playing Spock's half-brother in a Star Trek film. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you know, Gene Roddenberry got a lot of his script just by talking to the neighbor lady. I don't know what went on with his neighbor, but she had an insight into something. He got a lot of the scripts just from some of her experiences. Yeah, I've met all of them. Uh, Shatner, I mean, all of them. I just, I, I tell you, when he went up into space, I had a tear in my eye. I thought, oh my gosh, he finally made it. <laughs> 
I was immediately on there buying the T-shirt and a replica of the ship and everything else. I thought Shatner finally went into space. If he can do it at 90, we all can. To think how few of the original cast is still here. Walter oh. Koenig is here. George Takai is still here. Nichelle Nichols left us just some weeks back. That's about it from the original cast. Bless his heart, James Doohan, I guess, actually went into space before Shatner. They took his ashes up on one of the space shuttles and dropped him off into space. I met him at a Star Trek convention in Philadelphia, and I asked him a question. Now, think about the meaning of this at the time. We're talking about, what, 10 years after Star Trek left the air. And I said, do an imitation of a 70-year-old Scotty. And he does it not realizing at that time that when he was 70, he'd still be playing that character. <laughs> that went on a lot longer. The original series was only three years, and they didn't think it was all that good. And <laughs> look at how many movies came from it. Yeah, that that's, you know, I, I, I like that more than, I have to say, than Star Trek. I mean, that's Star Wars, because just of Star Wars, it was a lot about, wars and fighting and the other was more about peace and getting along with other worlds and that's what i used to dream i want to go out there i want to fly into space and the closest i've come was in my birthday in january january i went skydiving for the first time i was tandem skydiving but i actually that was kind of like flying in space a little bit we dropped from ten thousand feet that's as close as i've got so far you never got into the other Star Trek shows, Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, Voyager. What about the new oh, stuff? Uh, the very newest now? No, it's. I haven't gotten into any of that. Um, I, I've been so occupied with reality. I got away. <laughs> I did originally back then all of that. Oh, sure. Uh, I've got the posters. uh, uh autograph posters and books and all the way through to deep space nine. And then it, I went on to move on. I mean, so I, I kind of moved on to more of reality, trying to catch the dream from a different direction. You know, just one thing you should look at star Trek, strange new worlds. It's on Paramount plus in the U S because it's a throwback to the original series. And the guy who plays Spock, Ethan Peck, is movie royalty. His grandfather was Gregory Peck. And he makes a really, really good Spock. So I'd recommend it if you're willing to invest in yet another streaming service. <laughs> well, if I can get it on a fire stick, that's been the hardest. Um, I've uh, just barely... Uh, I just barely got to see Alaska Triangle that I did that two, three years ago. And um, I think it was Roswell. Um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. Um, not revisited, but it, it's they they went back and did photo analysis, video analysis, and voice analysis to find out who was telling the truth and who was not. And they're both on Discovery Plus, which I can get with a Fire Stick. But a lot of the other ones, you have to have a service, one of the the TV services, and I don't at this time. Yes, you can get. Paramount Plus on a fire stick, so far as I can okay. determine. Cool. I'll have to try that. Then you'll hopefully get stuck with it. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs>
want to get into serious stuff here. Now, we'll get into more of the underwater research and everything else. Do you ever explore UFO abductions? I know we had Kathleen Martin on a few weeks ago on the Paracast. She's been on the show a number of times. And I wondered if this is anything that you've looked into. I've looked into under, there's a few that that are underwater abductees. Um, uh, uh, Betty Hill actually had, she said something about how she had a dream that she was someplace underwater. And then there was uh, Linda Porter, and she was taken, she said, off California coast at the age of 15 to some base underwater. Uh, then uh, there was, um, let's see, what's his name, Filiberto Cardenas. I think that's another one out of California that claimed he was, no, I think he was out of Florida. He was out of Florida, and he was taken to a base that was underwater. So there are a few of them out there that have reported that when they were taken, they ended up underwater. Great hiding place. We've got Debbie and Gene and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Do you experience fatigue when you know you should have energy? One reason fatigue can occur is due to a lack of antioxidants in the body. This deficiency happens the older we get or due to eating an unhealthy diet or even due to exercise. Your body's number one antioxidant is glutathione. When your cells are depleted of glutathione, you will be fatigued, inflamed, possibly depressed, and may also feel pain. Empirical results indicate that consuming green metal whey protein powder is the most effective means of increasing glutathione production. Green metal whey supplies nature's richest source of the precursor to making glutathione within the trillions of cells of your body. This protein strongly supports the cell's ability to make glutathione. Add to this that Green Meadow Way also supports immunity, energy, lean muscle development, fat loss, and has anti-cancer properties, and you have nature's most complete and strongest superfood. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Did you know that you could easily be saving up to 90% on your taxes? 
by simply making a phone call? That's right. The Fortune 500, the globalist, all the big billionaires and millionaires, they know about the loopholes written into the law where most of them pay almost zero tax. In fact, many of them pay no tax. You even see it on the news. How are they able to do that? But the common person can. So whether you're a school teacher, a lawyer, a scientist, a millionaire, a billionaire, or whether you're just a regular blue collar worker, everybody should learn about the legal lawful loopholes. And we've got an organization and a group that I am so proud to be working with, American Tax Solutions. GCN has a special deal with them to get you the best rates. And here's the most important part. They save you money and then get part of the savings. This is an absolute win-win solution. You've got to give them a call at 855-907-4841 or GCN Tax Cut. That's GCNTaxCut.com. The only way you miss out is not making the phone call. Make it now. This is how we do every day. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I think Tim Swartz sounds like he's underwater, but then I'll be going like that. And I don't want to talk like that because that sounds totally stupid. And this is a serious radio show. So instead of being taken in a spaceship, they're taken to some water location. They were abducted and taken to a spaceship that ended up underwater. Uh, The ones that I mentioned, all of the stories that they told were that when they woke up, that somehow they were informed that they were underwater. Um, a couple of them, California, one in Florida. So there's bases, which we've always suspected off of Catalina Island anyway, with all that's been going on there. Gosh, they've had sightings just forever. They had, uh, 1947, uh, let's see, well, I think it was the 7th and the 8th of July when the whole Roswell thing was going down. They were having sightings over Catalina Island. There's a lot more people that end up underwater than they actually know because what they're taking these people on craft where are they going they're being abducted where's these craft going anyway are they hovering right over the top of their apartment building or their home or their subdivision are they going off in space and circling around saturn a few few rounds around saturn and then bringing them back that sounds like howard menger where are they going and i thought Maybe they're going, they're going up and, you know, these are what you see, these craft that you hear the reports of things coming in and out of the water. They can have abductees in them. You know, what do you do with them? I know Travis Walton had said that when he was taken, when he escaped out of there, he told me that he he ran into this big room and there were other craft inside there. So he wasn't, I don't think, on a craft anymore. I think he was on some kind of a base. He just thought he was on a craft. Was it a large mothership? And where was it? No one reported seeing it on radar or anything. Maybe it was underwater. Now, there's a theory on the part of some people here that UFO abductions, they're not remembering what really happened. It may be an implanted memory. I don't know. And the other thing here, and I'll bring you out the red herring. I think I mentioned it to Kathleen a couple of times. And that is 
We have looked into material. In fact, we had a long article in the Paracast newsletter about it from Red Pill Junkia, very popular paranormal blogger, suggesting the relationship between UFO abductions and near-death experiences in the sense of being taken somewhere strange. I could say all of the above could be true. When we talk about UFOs, we talk about aliens and alien races. There isn't one. We're categorizing everything under one race. And that that's why we're not ever going to solve this. Oh, we know that there are the Nordics and there's the taller and shorter grays. There's the insectoids. There's the reptilians and probably many more races. But I mean, those are the main ones. Just those right there. Who's to say they all have the same agenda? We don't think they came all from the same place. Maybe everything that everybody believes is true is true, depending on which race. But you're also making the point here that you believe that all UFO sightings are accurately reported, where beings are discussed in connection with the UFO. Those beings are accurately described. And there are such beings. There are insectoids. There are Nordics, whatever. The ones like Howard Menger allegedly talked to. The point being here is that is what makes the UFO mystery so strange because people like John Keel and Jacques Vallée looked into it and found a lot of less than conventionally physical stuff. Well, I know for one, like again, I said, I spoke with Travis Walton. He, he's, I think he saw it. I believe three different races on the ship that he was on. And I, I still believe that you could have maybe one race that's abducting people. Their memory is completely wiped. Maybe another one is when you're looking at something, your mind is manipulated. And I believe that happens more than people believe because I'll have someone, two different witnesses that'll describe the same sighting but they saw two different things. I saw this alien. Elma said, no, I saw this very large owl. And someone else saw something else. I think their mind, in a way, is being manipulated, too. But I don't believe every race does that. There's at least one race out there that doesn't erase your memory. They manipulate your memory. And then there's probably another race or another type of abduction where people are remembering everything. I, I was surprised at some of the, you know, I, I'll talk to witnesses they said we don't know what happened but (laughs) this is what happened we remember it all and maybe they're not supposed to then a lot of them don't remember but then it's coming back in regression therapy it's really complicated when it comes to abductions and that type of thing and, and what's done with our memories and how we're manipulated that's why i leave that to kathy martin um She's the expert in that, and I'm the expert in craft sightings and water. And I know a little bit about everything you have to. And all I can do is research and speculate and listen to people like Kathy when she does her presentations and try and learn as much as I can. Uh, but firsthand knowledge of MUFON, and it, you know, just an example, when we get a case where there's someone who believes that they've been abducted, we advise them to go on the MUFON website and file an experiencer uh, report. So that one goes to a whole team of people that are experts in that, that can help them through that and, you know, direct them to what they need and take their information and they know the questions to ask. And then the other type of reports come to me and, you know, and then I assign them to 
uh, people in my state that are investigators that investigate citing reports. Now, the important thing here is you make it clear that they, whatever they are, can mess with our minds. So that would make suspect almost any description of a UFO entity because they could be messing with us. Well, maybe an entity, maybe or maybe not. Um, there, like I said, there's several different races. I'm sure a lot of this is true depending on, on the race of alien. It's, it, you know, it's the same thing with craft and, and the way they react. And I have people say, well, are they hiding underwater? Are they hiding in mountains? Are they on the moon? Are they on Mars? Where are they? I said, maybe all of the above. We don't know. We know we have reports of all this. We have, as far as the abductees, that is so complicated that they have specialists in MUFON that know the questions and they can sort that out. And, you know, whether or not they've even had an experience or their mind has been manipulated or they've even been abducted. But I know, for I, not for a fact, but just from talking to Kathleen Martin, and I did get a chance to meet Betty Hill before she passed. And um, Betty and Barney Hill were abducted, and they remembered it. So there you go right there. Uh, Travis Walton, too. Travis Walton remembers all that. I spoke with him. We did feature well, Travis Walton on the Paracast a few years back with one of our other co-hosts, Chris O'Brien. And he seemed like a pretty sincere, straightforward guy. I mean, there are questions and things surrounding it that are worth exploration. But again, we have no idea what really happened to him except what he remembers. And again, if the memories are messed up, he's perfectly honest about describing thus and so the entities he met. But who knows? What really yeah. happened? We've got, got so much more to talk about with Debbie, Gene, and Tim. You're in. To the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. I'm about to give you a life-changing URL that if you will simply visit it and give these tax consultants a call, it will change your life. Whether you're a blue-collar worker or whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a scientist or whether you're a millionaire, almost no one out there is taking advantage of legal, lawful tax loopholes. Go to GCNTaxCut.com. That takes you right to America Tax Solutions, and they will give you an amazing preview of what they can do for you. GCNTaxCut.com. GCNTaxCut.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. The potential for a radiation leak near the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine is getting the attention of both the Ukrainians and Russians. It's Europe's largest nuclear power plant. Residents near it are being given iodine tablets in case there is a radiation exposure. But Leon Zizel, president of the European Nuclear Society, 
told Canada's Global News that things aren't as grim. All this uh, is kind of a fear-mongering, and both sides need electricity. So that's the reason that the plant is still there and operating. The plant was knocked offline temporarily on Thursday due to fire damage to a transmission line. Oregon Governor Kate Brown has declared an emergency after a massive fire erupted in the southwestern part of her state. The Rum Creek Fire in Josephine County has reached 4,700 acres, according to her office. Evacuation warnings have been put into place by the county sheriff. This is USA Radio News. Have you driven a Ford lately? It will cost you more next year for one model. Ford is raising the price of the Mustang Mach-E electric vehicle for the 2023 model year. The automaker announcing the sticker price will be around $8,000 more for a fully optioned vehicle. Ford says the cost of materials, supply chain issues, and market conditions all factored in the price hike. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Hydrologists predict that the Pearl River near Jackson, Mississippi will crest by Tuesday. Emergency officials are telling residents in low-lying areas to prepare for a flood. Jackson Mayor Chakwe Lumumba has urged residents in flood zones to pack enough belongings to get them through several days of evacuation, adding that police officers will increase their patrols to protect property. Facebook's parent company reached a tentative settlement and a lawsuit accusing it of feeding its users information to a firm that supported former President Trump's 2016 campaign. You're listening to USA Radio News. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I think Tim Swartz wants to be a hobbit. (laughs) I won't go there. Won't go there, Gene. He may have already been there. (laughs) Been there and back. Tim, you had a few questions. The discussion before the break is really, I think, what makes this whole phenomena so fascinating is because there's no easy explanation. You know, I mean, there is this idea of possible, you know, mind manipulation or that we're dealing with uh, various uh, extraterrestrial races or, you know, even creatures that are from this planet, but have remained hidden from us for, you know, as long as as we've been here. And I love a mystery, and this is, I think, one of the grandest mysteries that mankind has to face. Well, you mentioned, are they here, too? Which I thought was really interesting that I was watching uh, Lou Elizondo 
but I've also met. He was talking, I think it was December, he was in the UK. And the last question they asked him was, where do you think they come from? And he mm -hmm. said, what makes you think they've come from someplace else? Mm -hmm. Which brought to mind that in Russia, they, there's beings underwater. Lake Bacal is uh, a little bit over 4,900 feet deep. It's got wildlife, marine life that's native just to that lake. Um, in 1982, there were seven Russian divers that are the equivalent of maybe our Navy SEALs, and they were training in this lake. They were at 165 feet, which is a tech dive. Uh, recreational divers like me, our limit's supposed to be one, supposed to be 130. These divers went down, they're at 165 feet, and naturally it's very, very dark, and they would have had to have flashlights. And can you imagine that they come up upon these four aliens, 10 foot tall, they had helmets on, but no dive gear, no tank or anything. They had a white, silvery, like a skin suit on and a helmet. There were three in the back and one to the front. These aliens were 10 foot tall, around 10, they said 10 foot tall. So naturally, they would do like anybody else. They backed off and went to the surface, which is scary, though, when you think about it, because at 165 feet, they had to have depending on how long they were down there, maybe an hour or so, or if not more, of safety stop before they went to the surface. Even at 100 feet when you're down there for maybe 30 minutes, so you've always got you know, like a 10-minute safety stop of some type. I just always make sure and do 10 minutes. Sometimes it says you have to do less. We're in the water knowing there's aliens down there. Did their safety stop, went out, talked to their, uh, their officials, and they said, well, we want you to go back. So after a couple of days, they sent these seven divers back down there with a net, decided they were going to try and catch these, at least one of these four aliens. And when they came up on them, they threw the net over, tried to throw the net over the first one, and it put its hand, which naturally they found them again, it put its hand straight out and it shot all seven of these divers from 165 feet right to the surface. Ooh. Three of them died immediately. They immediately died. Four were severely injured. They were taken to where they had decompression chambers. They had two decompression chambers, supposed to be one diver per chamber. And one of the chambers was broke, so they stuffed all four of them in the one chamber, and it ended up one of them lived. Mm. So after that, there was no more diving training, at least, in Lake Bacal. But that's that's not the only sighting. Well, I so I, a couple years later... I went, did more research on it. 1984, there was an article in a Russian newspaper about giant swimmers in the Baltic Sea. There was a submarine, a Soviet nuclear sub at 1,300 feet and saw these swimming by. And then again in 1990, in the Black Sea, there, um, there's a, there was a Russian hunter. He was, he was a diver, but he was hunting sharks. And he was at 250 feet deep, and he saw some of these 10-foot tall aliens all the same they had on a helmet no dive gear silver suits 10 feet tall there's even a report that in russia there was in a cave they found bones 10 foot tall bones in a cave this is why i after reading this and i did more research the name of my book wasn't was going to be something totally different and i thought they're here I mean, and that put me back a little bit. I started doing more research into it and found, found out how many times underwater, how many places things have been have a history of coming in and out of. And then I even went back to the Bible, St. James Version, and 
my gosh, we were being visited back then, back then, if you look at some of the descriptions. So some of them may be here. Some of them may have been here longer than us. But there are beings here, and there's a lot of reports on them. A lot of this is just being hidden by the public. But if, if you do the research, it's out there. Have you ever looked into the theories of breakaway civilizations? Um, not really. This is another civilization that exists, coexists with ours, whether it was derived from our civilization or consists of separate beings or people. I wouldn't say, but there is a way, I guess, to assume that maybe it's related to UFOs. And that plus some trickery, mind trickery, may create a lot of what's going on. Well, what about Bigfoot? You know, you've got Bigfoot, you've got the abominable snowman, you've got Yeti, there's white fur, black fur, brown fur, reddish brown fur, all different parts of the world these things are showing up. I, I, some people say they come interdimensionally. I don't know if they just haven't been really good at hiding and they've been here as long as us. There Maybe there aren't a whole lot of them left, apparently. Um, I don't really investigate that, but that's another, I mean, what are those? You know, there's, there's a lot of questions and unfortunately very few answers. But I know that, you know, like I said, Bigfoot has been around forever. We've got these 10 foot tall aliens in the Baltic. How deep do we have? To, I mean, the, you know, there's several miles. There's, there's ocean that is several miles deep. In different, you know, in California, there's um, the, the trench off of um, Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. We don't even know what's down there. There's species of fish, maybe some type of life. I don't know. I mean, you know, a life that, you know, thinking somebody, intelligent life that's down that deep that's been here. Maybe they decided, you, we don't know the, the, the cycle of the earth, maybe when um, back thousands of years ago or, or so when there might have been a cycle in the earth where everything froze over, you know, like it's the ice age. Well, maybe they went down there and survived underwater. We can go on and on and on to speculate, but I know that we have unidentified beings that are here on this planet and they're hiding from us, but they're here and they've been here for a long time. You look at um, a number of ancient civilizations and their creation stories, and you, you you see a lot of similarities with mythologies of a human or a god or whatever they would want to call it that emerges from the ocean or the waters to convey information how to you know uh, 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 the beginnings of civilization uh, especially you know Middle East uh, uh, Asian uh, Indian uh, uh, countries all have very similar mythologies along those lines they do uh, I've found reports from uh, Japan where there was a, a, a girl that came in on um, the 1800s, and she came in on some type of a craft that wasn't a boat, and she stayed for a while. Her skin was real pale, 
There is a, a couple different stories with that. Some of them said they put her back on the boat and put her back out to sea. Another one said they put the boat or the craft or whatever, what it was, wasn't natural, pushed it back out to sea and that she stayed there and lived with them. We've got more with Debbie and Jean and Tim. You're in Pull the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Americans have the most colorful language in the world, and that vibrant language is our basis for thinking in big ways, new ways, efficient ways, and better ways. Americans have freedom of speech. The pairing of our colorful language and freedom of speech has made us the people and the nation that we are today. Imagine what it would be like not having the freedom to speak our minds, communicate our thoughts and ideas, and hear those from others. Americans have a passion for and yearn for the truth. There are those who want to destroy our freedom and right to hear the truth. The truth is under attack. GCN is under attack. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to free speech. Would you like to join us? Please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. Please help us bring you the truth 24 hours per day. I'm Vincent Finelli. I need a copy of my tax return. How do I get one? If you don't have a copy of your original tax return, you can get a transcript of your tax return for free from the IRS. A transcript shows most line items from your return, which is usually all you need. 
You can order a transcript of any return filed within the past three years, including Forms 1040, 1040A, and 1040EZ. All you need to do is go to irs.gov transcript to order your transcript today. Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So many stories, Debbie, about individuals who are a little bit different than us. They come and visit, they stay, they leave throughout history. I guess, like I said, you go back through that we've been visited. Uh, I would. It's kind of funny. If you decide to go back and look at passages of the Bible, um, I'm sure that uh, whatever religion, I mean, you can go, I, you know, I just, I happen to be Christian. I went back through the Bible. You can find stories that go all the way back uh, through time, how long that the you know, Sumerian, the Zachariah uh, Stitchin, he, you know, he found the giant stone that talked about alien beings back there one that i that kind of brought i wanted to read real quick it's zechariah this came from the saint james bible that said then i turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold a flying roll and he said unto me what seest thou and i answered i see a flying roll the length thereof is 20 cubics and the beneath thereof 10 cubics a roll what a tic-tac this it, he saw a tick. One of what we're calling now a tic tac. I tried to figure. I figured out what uh, cubits were. This thing was fifteen by thirty foot. This is back in the Bible. They were seeing tic tacs. I mean, it's amazing if you do the research and figure out that some of this stuff has just been going on for centuries. It was just referred to as something else, or just there, and just I guess people just don't pay that much attention to it. I don't know. It takes researchers to go back and find all this and put it all together. And I had 20 years of it started looking through and I could still, I had to stop at one point. I just, it was driving me crazy. I decided that in um, April of 2020, I had spent 20 years of gathering information on water. And if I died of COVID, it was a lost 20 years of my life. So I decided to just it was almost an obsession trying to get it all into a book, which I'd never written a book before. Thank goodness for my um, my publisher, Margie Kay. <laughs> she helped me through, at least gave me an outline on how to do all this. But I just kept writing and writing. And the more I got into it, I thought, oh, my goodness. It was just the information out there, getting it together. And I just had little passages, a little bit of everything, because it, it would have been – Oh, gosh, 12 inches thick had I put whole stories like Shag Harbor and and Pensacola and, oh, my gosh, a Catalina Island and so many of the things that are going in Puerto Rico. There's so, so, so much out there in water, and there's so much more to see and so much more to hear about. But it, it just it amazed me. And 
the more I realized, you know, that's like what I just told you, I thought, are they, have they been here? Are they here? Are they colonizing our earth? Or, I mean, at what point are, which I mean, at what point are you not a visitor? I think if you're in your place, uh, if you, you settle down and you rent a house and you're there for two weeks, you're considered a resident. They're not residents. They're, I mean, they're not uh, visitors. We've been calling these aliens visitors. They're residents. They've been here for centuries. We're the visitors. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's someone else that just said that, that, that we originally came from Mars. Um, and I wonder, there's supposedly pyramids. I mean, Richard Hoagland had pictures of pyramids. We know there's a face on Mars. There's pyramids. we got pyramids here. Makes you wonder. Now, that's a name I haven't heard from in a long time, Richard Hoagland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I research everything. <laughs> I think it's fair to say also, though, that Richard Hoagland's stories do not always add up because there are legitimate logical reasons to explain why a particular formation may seem like a face, but it really isn't. And then again, why? Would such a thing be even built in such a ragged form? I looked into that way back years and years ago. And the original face that was seen, when NASA came back and tried to explain it, if you look down and to the right, there's another face that's pretty much almost destroyed. And I think they, they tried to pawn that off to us as saying, well, there it is. No, it was the first one that we all saw. What about the pyramids? <laughs> They're lined up the same way. I don't know. I just thought it would be kind of fun to think maybe some of us came from Mars. When, when I applied for my, my um, dive master, let's see, yeah, it was my, my dive master certification with Patty. Um, I took the test and everything, and then they said, country of origin. I put Mars um, just for fun. Um, they they were amused. It took me about two months to get my certification card. <laughs> they but I had to reapply. But <laughs> so, some people don't have a really good sense of humor when it comes to that type of thing. But um, <laughs> I thought it was funny at the time. <laughs> I, you know, you're my kind of person. There, I might have done something just as foolish. There was a book out many years ago called "The Sky People" by Brinsley Laportrench. And part of the theorizing, this is an ancient astronaut book, was moving the Garden of Eden to Mars. Oh, that would really work. If I, From what I'm understanding, we're trying to go to Mars, but I'm hearing more and more of the science aspect of this. And there's supposed to be a lot of radiation. And it, this isn't like the moon. This is there. It's a there. Well, they might have gone by now, except they're trying to figure out a way to get past the radiation. They, from what I've been reading scientifically, even if humans went underground at a considerable depth, they might still be affected by radiation. So I'm going to read into that a little bit more. Uh, there was a, a speaker that was out years ago that pointed out uh, one section. I think it was by it, it, what used to be it looked like a sea. But it was, you know, it's a dry area. And he said that the radiation there was really high. His theory was that there was an atomic blast that caused the distinction, maybe blew off 
part or part of the atmosphere, all of the atmosphere of Mars. A lot of people with a lot of theories, but I'm hearing more and more about that, how exciting to be able to go to Mars, and then there's scientists going, no, nah, have you checked into that? There's radiation. I don't know. Yeah, that was Dr. Uh, Jim Brandenburg, who yeah. uh, has been on the, uh, the the Paracast before. And, I mean, he uh, he based his uh, theory on the fact that, uh, and I can't remember what the radioactive isotope is that was discovered on Mars, but it's not an isotope that uh, occurs in nature. It uh, it can only occur in the event of, of, of a nuclear blast. Yeah, I, I saw him speak, and that was pretty remarkable he had all had it all proved out um i mean showed even where you could see the what looked like a blast area pretty amazing it i just tell everybody go to as many conferences as you can um watch and listen to as many podcasts like this one in particular as you can it's out there all the information is out there and the more you listen to the more you see the more you learn the more books i've I love books. I've, I've got a whole big library here. But the information is out there. People need to take their cell phones and put them down for a little bit. You know, you see everybody, you know, they got those two thumbs going. I thought, oh, there's a whole world out there. Maybe that's why the pictures aren't, aren't coming up. Nobody's looking up anymore. Um, I make sure that, that I, I call everybody I know and say, okay, International Space Station is going to go right over us tonight. And I'm calling all my family members and hollering to the neighbors and saying, look up, look up. And I I've, have some of my friends now that come up to me. They go, look, I caught it on video. We need a new, a, a new awareness, a new excitement about our skies. And when NASA stopped the shuttle program, I think we lost a lot of that. You know, when you talk about people looking down at their phones. When I was a child, my mother said, look both ways when you cross the street. Okay? Safety. These days, adults don't look both ways or any way. They look at their smartphone. And their thumbs are going. And they could be smashed to smithereens. And not be aware of any danger. Until it's too late. I just have a vision of all these people in their 40s with corporal tunnel. (laughs) You know what? I've been typing for, what, 60 years now. I'm 3,000 years old. I don't want to tell you that. I've been typing for 60 years, seriously, more than that. I don't have carpal tunnel. You know, I never, I got it from a car accident, but they repaired it, so I don't have it anymore either. That accident was, gosh, in my 30s. But... Uh. Yeah, well, in my case, maybe I learned how to type properly. I remember I asked my mother, who was a clerk typist, when we brought home a typewriter. I said, how do you do this? And she showed me. And maybe I learned the right thing. One of the good things my mom taught me. Debbie, Jean, Tim, you're in. The Paracast? Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You see, moms sometimes teach you the right thing. I mean, I remember my brother and I fought my mother tooth and nail over so many different issues. But in the end, she had a few good ideas. My mother always taught me, actually, my my dad, do on to others as you would have them do on to you. And that's what I always taught my children. Teach people decent. I mean, if you want to be treated right, treat other people right. Be nice. I'm I'm one of those people that... I only honk my horn if they're going to hit me and I let them know, hey, I'm over here. I'm not one of those road rage people. They want in. I'm like, oh, come on in. You know, Missouri's like that, though. <laughs> we have an understanding here that if there's a traffic jam, it's every other car. And you go to some states and it's not like that. I mean, we're very polite drivers for the most part here. You know, I always ran into problems driving in Boston. Nothing against the people of Boston. But some of those drivers, they don't really want to do I remember when you were talking about do unto others, the late comedian Jackie Mason said, do unto others and do it first. <laughs> yeah. And then he got in real trouble. Then you didn't hear from him for a whole long time. That's when he was on the Ed Sullivan TV show in the 60s. And Sullivan was trying to push him to finish up fast. It was a live TV show. And then Mason goes into a finger for you and a finger for me. And it was misinterpreted as the wrong finger combination. And he was off the air and it hurt his career for a number of years. Um, That was back in the day when there were two or three TV channels. (laughs) Right. And if you had a a popular show, it had 40 million listeners. Now, I remember (laughs) 
I was at this deli in New York, famous Jewish deli, Carnegie Delicatessen. And my friend and I are having a sandwich. Jackie Mason walks in. And my friend had this crazy little humorous card saying, I am a communist, sign Nikita Khrushchev, and you put your name in it. Remember, remember this is the 60s. Ooh. So he hands it to Jackie Mason, and Jackie Mason signs it. That would be such a memento, except oh. my stupid friend lost it. Marty, <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> <laughs> my prized possession is I, I've got a book signed by Shatner. I just, I, I just love that man. He just, he's amazing. 90 years old and going strong, William Shatner. Gotta love him. Went into space. <laughs> and you know that George Takai and Walter Koenig still hate him. I know. Well, that's an actor thing. <laughs> Shatner always had a big ego, but that's what made the show. We all knew it. That's you know? what we loved about him. You know, that was Captain Kirk. <laughs> oh, goodness. You talked about, uh, um, you know, your, your parents and, and what they taught you uh, was there any interest in uh, these kind of subjects or with with them or you know when when you you know got involved in ufo investigations and they just kind of like you know look at you like okay um i don't really know uh, we moved from arizona to california just for about a year and a half and then moved out here in missouri i spent my last year and a half uh, high school here and got married just because I know that's what you did back then. Um, I mean, we just celebrated a, a big anniversary yesterday, but my parents moved back. They moved back to California. So I really didn't have a lot of communication with my parents from the time I was maybe 20 years old on. I got my interest in UFOs kind of on my own. It wasn't something that when I would finally, I'd call all the way from Missouri to California, it was, really wasn't something that I was discussing with the parents. You know, it was more like, oh, how you doing? And, well, you know, what's going on, it, you know, with you? And are you all healthy? And it must have been something because my brother has an interest, and he lives in Colorado Springs. He's an investigator. Uh, two, my two sisters, one's older than me, one's younger, are both MUFON investigators, both MUFON star team investigators. My, <laughs> and I have two more brothers that are younger and neither one really have much of an interest. So four out of six kids have an interest and, you know, are involved with MUFON. How many kids do you have? Uh, two. I, oh, I have two. I have a, a son and a daughter. Uh, my son owns a CBD store, and my daughter is a, um, a paramedic firefighter. What do they think about mom's interest? Uh, <laughs> they, well, I, I had an investigation, and I took my son with me a couple weeks ago. He's got an interest in it. My, my daughter, I guess she does. My son-in-law, her, her husband, has, I think I filed two, maybe three reports of things that he's seen. And this is while, you know, he's, I got two of the times he was actually on duty at the firehouse. One time he was with me. We were, this was uh, my, uh, my anniversary, August 22nd, probably three years ago. We were at a place that we call out here, uh, Goose Creek, French Village, little community. Yeah, it's one of those communities where, you, you know, it's all side by sides, pontoon boats, little uh, lake lots. 
we were out at night watching the stars and I was saying, okay, here's Mars and, you know, over here, you, you know, you, you've got Sagittarius. And, and then all of a sudden he says, what is that? And there were four in a group, close proximity, um, four little tiny stars. And they were like a, made a square and they were coming in closer and closer and closer. And I said, I don't know what that is. And then all of a sudden they got really close they got bright and they split off into four opposite directions the one on the top left and the bottom left went to the left and the top right the bottom left went to the right and just streaked across the sky and <laughs> he said what was that and i said i have no idea i we never did figure out what that was but something that would look like four spaceships of some kind came in from way out of the atmosphere and went in four different directions, and that's not the kind of a pattern that you would see at a meteor for a meteor shower. There was distance between them. There was a definite pattern. Uh, so that was one of the sightings that um, he. I told him you file this, <laughs> and uh, he did. He filed the sighting. So, um, I have uh, let's see. I have uh, three grandchildren, and they're interested. They asked couple of them at their at school they said do you have any famous family members and they said oh my grandma investigates ufos mm. so <laughs> so i think i think we're kind of a, a ufo type maybe an aware family let me put it that way we're, we're aware of what's going on isn't it nice though that you know you see the, the younger generations coming up and uh, are becoming interested you know, in this subject, because, you know, for a while there, you know, I know it, it seemed to me that it uh, the interest was kind of dying out. But more and more now, you know, I'm seeing a lot of younger people uh, coming up and uh, really, really wanting to get out there and uh, you know, take, you know, take some you know, deep looks into the subject. We are getting a lot of younger people. We went from the baby boomers and then a big gap. And now you're right, college students are taking an interest, and maybe it's because of, of a, what the Navy rele you know, released, Fleur, Go Fast, and Gimbal, you know, right there. That's pretty amazing. They're also desensitized, too. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you see commercials all the time, and they'll be, you know, the, some alien will drop, you know, the spacecraft will will drop and you know in somebody's front yard and a little alien get out and make some kind of a little commercial and get back in the flying saucer fly away you know cereal or something oh what you know what was that and <laughs> you see them a lot take note i mean there's a lot of ufo reference and alien reference now in children's cartoons robots and everything else cartoons and i mean some of just the little emojis I think it's all a form of desensitization, and not only that, but you know, with the interest, with the government coming out, and with the films that have been released, it, it's not something anymore that there's a laugh factor. Hey, before we have any other factors coming in, let's listen to this factor. Gene, Debbie, Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Yeah, but in terms of the cultural meme about spaceships, I mean, I can trace that back to the 50s. I mean, we used to have all those Saturday morning TV shows in the 50s, like Space Patrol. And it was very elementary science fiction, of course. And they used cardboard sets and everything like that. Or during the week, Captain Video and his Video Rangers. And you bought the space suits with the space helmets. I remembered my Captain Video official space helmet. You buy it at the toy store across the street from where I lived in Brooklyn, it would last about two days. And you had to buy another one. And my parents one day said, stop. <laughs> I think somewhere along the way, I mean, I, I remember maybe with my children, I don't think we had those fun type of shows anymore. It was, you know, the kids' shows were, they didn't focus so much on Alien, maybe as they did years before i mean the movies used to be great you know it's a cookbook i think mean, you know the 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 what was it the giant woman that went around i mean there was a war of the worlds the original world the, the original world of the worlds was kind of fun and then they remade it and then it was really scary i i don't know i just think it, it was the the whole concept was better accepted back in the 50s and the 60s and there were more movies what the, the fun all those B movies were fantastic Forbidden Planet was an excellent movie but it was also an A-level kind of movie that was with Leslie Nielsen playing the original Captain Kirk if you look at the way that thing was set up you can see where Star Trek was influenced a decade later right right it's oh yeah Close Encounters is my favorite movie because that parodies a, a, a case that I worked on here in Missouri. It's so true that I had a family. It was a husband and a wife and a, and a nine-year-old daughter. The daughter was taken. The husband and wife, they didn't remember, and the little girl did. And it was the funny thing, that funny haha, funny odd, was that when they took the daughter, they were at, they stopped, they were at a field, they stopped to watch what they thought were military maneuvers, which were not. They're, like you had said before, their, their mind was changed. They saw something that they didn't. And when they took the daughter, they took their shoes. And it upset both of them so bad. And then they brought her back, just, I think they lost an hour and a half time, and they gave them their shoes back. I guess they thought if they take their shoes, they won't leave their daughter because they're waiting for their shoes to come back. The mom was upset. The daughter had to be homeschooled. And, but at the very end, the father couldn't accept it all, and they got a divorce. So he left, and it was the same as Richard Dreyfus and his family that they just couldn't understand. This ruined that family. And it was a very legitimate case because I talked to someone at the fire department who had seen this. I talked to the police chief who saw the ruckus going on, but he turned in the opposite direction because it was his time to go home. This was, I believe, December 5th, and so there were people that were out Christmas shopping. I checked with um, what the area that went on, and it was at Mark Twain National Park, and 
the uh, park ranger, the head of parks at the time, said there none of that went on in my park. We have a fire alert. But we know that there was a craft. We know there were lights. We know the little girl was taken. And there were several witnesses that saw all the lights going on. The point is that there was an abduction. The little girl was brought back. And she, I don't know, I still worry about her. I She's probably... You know, the early 20s by now. I'm, well, I'm sure she is. She's probably about 25. I wonder whatever happened to her because she missed at least a year of school over this. Her parents were divorced. So it, it happens. There are strange lights. I get these reports all the time of these strange lights, balls of light that fly around, how people's vehicles have cut off. It's a combination. And, of course, too, you had a cameo role, um, a role in it, um, J.L. and Hynek. When the craft came down and the aliens were coming out, there he was puffing on his pipe. So he was an advisor on it. And they took a lot of different cases, a lot of scenarios, and put it all into the one movie. And that's probably about as close, except for you know going off, Richard Dreyfuss taken off at the very end, about as close as you're going to get to how people react, what goes on and what they see and how it affects them. Did you know how much money... Dr. Heineck received for that cameo and all the advice he gave on the film, you would be shocked. Probably a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, not that bad, 3,500. And no. they didn't contact him when they were making the film. He learned about it and called the producers and said, can I help? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think at that point he was, well, let's see, that would have been, let's see, 2017 was the 40th anniversary of Close Encounters. They had a very, very good conference at Devil's Tower on the anniversary in 2017. I was one of the speakers there, and we were camping right there with the tower right behind us. And that was really great. They they had a contest, an adult and a child, a mashed potato Devil's Tower making contest. <laughs> it was. They had a really, really good conference. Even the park there sold T-shirts, and they have... The, the tower and the UFO, uh, the front of the T-shirt and the very back of the T-shirt at the top of the collar, it says goodbye. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's what the little boy said at the very end. He said goodbye. They can make a lot of money, by the way, if they made an official Devil's Tower mixed mashed potato thingy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they could. You basically you microwave it. You know, you put butter in it and you microwave it. And then when it comes out, it's shaped like some kind of weird mountain. Oh, that's an idea. Let's write it down. <laughs> well, that, well, next year is the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Piedmont, Missouri UFO flap. 73 to about 78. Margie Kay and I had been talk, talking with the Chamber of Commerce in Piedmont, and we're hoping to have a big festival there. Right now, we're looking at maybe sometime in April, but, you know, not the same time as Eureka Springs. We don't want to overlap there. We're going to have speakers, and uh, we're going to try and have a parade and a lot of campsites. And so for those who have travel trailers or RVs or just like to tent it, that would be great. They can be right there on Clearwater Lake where Gene Coleman and Kathy Leach saw the craft hovering right over the top of the lake on march 21st 1973 so we're going to do a big to do big conference right there 50th anniversary it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah the whole uh, piedmont uh, ufo sightings i mean that really got a lot of national attention i mean i i remember hearing about it when it was going on of course you know it's still going on to is this, it really the, oh, town, wow. 
they used to take back i i talked to uh one of the customers it's my an rv customer that has a spot for me and he said that um back when he was in junior high was in the 70s they would have 20 to 30 cars at the town dump looking up at the sky. He said he remembered being at the drive-in movie theater more than one time, and someone would yell, they're back, turn off the projector. they turn off the projector and look at the UFOs over. It's been going on since then. The people that are still in town are so used to looking up and seeing the strange lights. They're like, oh, they're back. There they are again. These announcements are back. There they are again. You'll hear them now with Debbie, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you watching your retirement savings melt away right in front of your eyes as the economy crumbles? Well, if you have an IRA, 401k, or similar account, I need to tell you about a better way that was revealed by a Wall Street Journal best-selling book. Simply put, you can opt out of the insanity and convert your existing retirement account into the most stable physical asset in history, physical gold and silver. Plus, this conversion might qualify you for an IRS loophole that could save you even more. Today, Advantage Gold is giving away a completely free audiobook version of the national bestseller, Gold is a Better Way. Just text the word BETTER to 48542 to get your copy. That's B-E-T-T-E-R to 48542. By the time you drive home, this simple step may save the future value of your retirement. It's not too late if you're not prepared. You can take action now and claim a free copy. Text the word BETTER to 48542. That's B-E-T-T-E-R to 48542. Message and data rates may apply. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. USA Radio News. Ukraine authorities say Russian forces fired missiles and artillery on two cities across the river from Europe's largest nuclear power plant. Abbott is announcing that their Michigan plan is restarting production of their largest and most popular infant formula, Similac. Previously, the plan had only restarted a fragment of its production after bacterial contamination concerns inside the facility had prompted a month-long voluntary recall and shutdown. The closure at the largest formula manufacturer in the country sent waves across the infant formula industry and exacerbated the supply shortage, forcing families to scramble for alternatives in the hyper-concentrated formula market. This is USA Radio News. Prices are going up when it comes to Fords. Ford is raising the price of the Mustang Mach-E electric vehicle for the 2023 model year. The automaker announcing the sticker price will be around $8,000 more for a fully optioned vehicle. Ford says the cost of materials, supply chain issues, and market conditions all factored in the price hike. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. California is preparing to spend up to $20 million to bring women from other states to its abortion clinics, a policy aimed at increasing access to a procedure that has been outlawed or restricted in many states since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. You matter. We care. We have your back. We love you. We respect you. California Governor Gavin Newsom. This is USA Radio News. 
Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Amazon customer, five stars. Honestly, this stuff works. Nick, easy to take capsules. For those who can't handle the liquid drops, easy to take Extendivite capsules do the same job. Karoka Fam, works great. Like Extendivite very much. Seems to work as advertised. Thanks. Arlene, five stars. Love this product, Extendivite. Terry W., five stars. Can't say enough. Great product. Freya, five stars. I just ordered another. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E.com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yes, I know that Preston Dennett wrote a book about UFOs and drive-ins. Did you see that, Debbie? Preston Dennett um, actually was my speaker, I think just before COVID in 2020, that talked about that book, and he was just my speaker a week ago today, last Wednesday. He was my Zoom speaker and has a new book out. Yes, I know Preston very well, very good guy. He has a whole book on the drive-ins and also one on Catalina Island, too. I think he's got, gosh, 14, 17 books. He's got a lot of books. But things are still happening there. The people that report them are the new residents, people that move into the area, or they move here from another state, move back and remember things from when they were a child and they start talking to their family. They'll move to the St. Louis area and then say, oh, I went back out to Piedmont to visit my family. You know that stuff's still going on? Yes, I do. We're hoping we'll have some sightings when we have our big conference next year. where We're just to the planning stages now, but we thought somebody has to. And Margie Kay and I are writing in a book to a 50th anniversary book on uh, the Piedmont incident from the 1973 to date. In fact, going a little bit farther because the whole area there was, a, I believe it was a Osage Indian sacred area, and they flooded a lot of that ground to make Clearwater Lake. Well, I'm gonna, I started with the history of the area and sightings to present. It's going to be a, an exciting exciting time in Missouri next year. We did have Preston on the Paracast a number of times, but I have to say this. We had a problem last time. He had Dolly Saffron, the contactee, with him, and oh. she was just too way out there. A throwback to the 1950s sort of contactees claiming abilities that she really didn't have or couldn't have. And I didn't understand why he accepted her claims. That kind of bothered me, because otherwise he's a pretty straightforward writer. That's who we had on last Wednesday. And you're right, it threw me back a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how to take it. A lot of what she said, and she did talk about radiation and on Mars. She talked about people knowing things ahead of time and talked about people that were obsessed about other things and come to find out. I mean, there was a lot of all that. 
Do I believe in two years flying saucers are going to come down and evacuate us from the Earth because there's going to be a solar flare? No, I don't believe that at all. It shocked a lot of the people at my meeting, and I apologize for that. But is some of what she said a legitimate? Maybe. I don't know. I'll take a second look at it. I have an open mind, but I bet my life, which I guess I would be betting my life, I don't think flying saucers of thousands are going to come down and evacuate the Earth in two years. That's a standard cultural meme, um, that there'll be some kind of worldwide catastrophe. Something, um, someone will come down and take chosen people, or some people, or all people, away from this planet. I mean, you hear that every so often. So how many times does it not happen before you say, wait a minute. She also claimed Dolly Saffron to have certain psychic abilities, and she described it, and she described science that she claims to know, and got everything wrong. Some of it she was pretty knowledgeable, and some of it, uh, yeah, maybe... She was, might have been wrong, but maybe it was wrong for the knowledge that we have. I don't know. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on that, but it's, I don't really know it because her answers, one of them, the person said, yeah, that, that's pretty spot on. Another one went, nah, I'm not really sure. It was going to be the end of the world in 2000. I had three family members that were in high tech. They designed microchips, computer microchips. You know how we solved that when 1999 and the clocks were going to roll over to 2000 and the satellites were going to fall out of the sky? They set all the clocks back to 1899. So when they rolled over, it was 1900. All the ones they couldn't get repaired in time, or some of them, they set them back 25 or 30 years, but a lot of them, they set the clocks back. That's what they were doing. 2012, my MUFON party was just a couple days before. I think it was my MUFON Christmas party, maybe on the 17th, and we were supposed to all die. What was on the 21st or something? I had a um, die like there's no Tamaya party, and <laughs> I had a cake and everything. <laughs> I said, we, we just we celebrated and had a good old time um, at my MUFON meeting. Never for once thought we were all going to die. Uh, that was just the reset of their – it's like their Chinese have their different – eras you know there the, the mayas that was the end of that time period and then you move on to that it doesn't mean the earth is ending i don't believe in two years that the earth is going to end however i do know someone who several people actually but one in particular is very involved in science and he said we are going to have some major solar flares in two years and they're going to last between two and eight and there is a good chance it will shut down the grid in several places if they're not prepared what we have now, they're not prepared. Some of it's too old. And he said not across the whole world, but there would be places where there's a good possibility things would shut down. So when you get two years from now, a few months ahead of time, I'd have me extra water and food and stuff just in case. Just in case. I mean, it doesn't hurt. You can always use it later. Hey, but you can also get some of those freeze-dried foods and stick them oh, in yeah. the closet. Of course, you have to think about the areas where the grids are not kept up to date. I'm talking about you people in Texas. I have a niece in Texas, lives in Houston. And they had made such a mess of the power grid there. You shouldn't know from it, to talk Brooklynese here, you shouldn't know from it the way, how bad that was. It's, by the way, my solution during the 2000 crisis was to use an Apple Mac computer. No problem. <laughs> there you go. 
there's a possibility things will shut down because of solar flares. We had a solar flare, what, about three weeks ago? And it wasn't all that big of a solar flare, but within two days of them saying we had the solar flare and this is the highlight day, my printer quit at work. Maybe it was a coincidence, but it didn't pick up wireless anymore and I had to get a new one. My uh, clothes dryer completely quit. I was drying clothes, next load, nothing. My refrigerator started leaking water out of the ice maker, had to turn that off. And I thought, really, what else? But you know what? Maybe these are things I all bought, you know, the, the, I don't know. They were actually they were bought at different times. Bad coincidence, maybe. But if someone says, well, the grid and its person that it knows about this stuff tells me there's going to be some major solar flares, you know, in a couple of years and they could last as long as eight years. We better be prepared with the grid. When she said that, I thought, OK, she's got something there. She does know that. But she may have just read it somewhere. She might have. But are we going to be evacuated? No, I, I just I don't believe that even a little. But, you know, I'm going to buy the book anyway, because I like Preston and I want to see a little bit more detail and yeah, judge for myself, highlight some things saying, OK, maybe right on here. He's a good friend. But I, <laughs> I just don't think we're all going to die in two years. <laughs> Well, you see, I'm, at my age, most of the people in my family were dead before they reached my age. So I might not be here in two years. I don't know. I just had serious major surgery, and I've got this weird device called a wound evac. Look it up, folks. And it absorbs fluids and stuff from the body and helps to promote healing. But it also was designed with an interface from the 1990s. And when I'm finished using it, which will hopefully be in a few days, I want to profoundly take that device and smash it into something because I've grown to hate it so much. But you don't want to hear about my problems. There might be a little gold chip too. You know, but fine. (laughs) It must because these things cost like twenty-five dollars to $35,000 if you buy them. Of course, you rent it. And the insurance yes. company picks up most of it, but of course there is a deductible because very few of us have policies where deductibles don't exist. So, you know, they make it on the deductible. That's their, that's their tip, you see. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting into this. we got another segment to spend with Debbie, and then she'll hang out for after the Paracast. More to come with Debbie. Gene, Tim, you're in. The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, 
less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Let's face it, food shortages are a real threat now. Supply chain breakdowns, inflation, fuel prices, global conflicts, fertilizer cutbacks, farmers being encouraged not to plant. The stage is set for the peanut butter to hit the fan. But for some reason, Americans are still in denial about food shortages. Listen, we don't take risks with other things in our lives, so why take risks with your food security? Those who know what's coming are using today to prepare. Millions of Americans have purchased Ready Hour Emergency Food from My Patriot Supply, the brand people look for when they're ready for real preparedness. MyPatriotSupply.com is America's largest preparedness company. Get stocked up on emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage to get you through tough times ahead. Your other choice is to stand in government food lines hoping for a handout. As we both know, that's not an option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Debbie Ziegelmeyer joining us, first time on the Paracast, and after listening to her, I don't always agree with everything she says. She's a fun guest. We'll be happy to have her back. Tim Swartz is our official co-host for the Paracast now. I'm Gene Steinberg, and you're not. I won't repeat who said that a long time ago. Chevy Chase. Right. And I learned later on what a hateful, egotistical person he is. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) All right, let's get away from the cultural memes and get on to stuff here. 
UFOs. Let's look at some origins here, and I want to ask you in our After the Powercast episode about the government investigation work. But looking at this, I presume, based on what you said, is there are alien beings either here or sourced from another planet, physical beings who are visiting us for reasons known to themselves. Is that an accurate portrayal? Sure. I mean, I think there are some, like I explained in you know, what's going on in Russia, Obviously, there had to be some kind of an underwater base there. They're, they're residing in uh, Lake Bacal, and they've been seen in you know the Baltic. And I believe there's some kind of a base underwater in around Catalina Island. Now, that's where the Nimitz had their sighting in 2004. I believe there's also some type of a base in the Caribbean, not too far from Puerto Rico. There, I could go on and on. They're, I think they are residing here. I can't believe that everything is coming interdimensionally. There are also probably beings that are visiting. I mean, I think the whole point is that if you're here a couple a couple weeks, you're a resident. What do you consider a visitor? Okay, they've been visiting us for a year now. No, if someone moves next door to your house, you know, the house next door to you, and say, well, you're calling them a visitor? Or are they a resident? They've been there for a year. My whole outlook on this changed when I started writing the book and realized how long a lot of these beings have been seen in the same areas and you know for how many years and for how many more years and what's been going on and the, the amount of sightings in the area and i'm starting to wonder underwater i mean where else 70 percent of the earth is water i think they're under their hiding they're under they're under their residing what i believe in writing your books Anything you come across really surprise you? Hey, I didn't think that was part of it. I've been saving the water, like I said, the water information for 20 years. And then April of 2020, I thought, oh, there's people all around me that have got COVID, dying of COVID. This stuff is just, I've wasted 20 years of my life and got it into a book. A month in, it shocked me with the research because people, I had John Schusler. Uh, one of the original founders of MUFON, God love him, he would, uh, he'd send me a manila envelope full of articles that he had found or, you know, this or that. And then he later on, he's, he's been emailing me for years. And then I had people, Dr. Wood gave me some stuff. Through the years, being 22 years with MUFON, uh, going to the, all the conferences and everything, people will come up and say, oh, you're the dive instructor. You're that MUFON water person. Then they'll hand me something. And then my own research, and I buy everybody's book on water, you know, you have a lot of information, but when you sit down and you start putting it all together, you know, it painted one big picture. And the book was going to be titled um, UFO under uh, let's see, UFOs, USOs. Are there alien bases involved or something? And, and once I did the research, I mean, the name all of a sudden changed. To, I, I called Margie Cades and books changing. It's the alien colonization of worse waterways. So my gosh, they're here. So that's what shocked me. I put everything down, just like uh, my investigator did on that one sighting. I put it back for about a week, and I thought, wow, we're calling them visitors. Oh, the visitors, uh, that they're here. There's a lot of proof that they're here. We just don't think about it. <laughs> uh, well, she yeah. she she put that she put that so succinctly that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did I scare you all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Try well, uh, just just trying to come up with a, uh, a a a good follow up because you know that's that's really 
you know, a, a fascinating idea uh, because, as you said, you know, people have a tendency to think, you know, UFOs, extraterrestrial coming in from outer space. But considering, and we have to look at a lot of military records, especially uh, the, the the Navy, there has been hundreds, if not thousands, of sightings involving UFOs out in the oceans, either things coming out of the water close to these Navy ships or going into the water extremely close to these Navy ships. Yeah, they've been documenting these. I've got one old chapter that's just sightings from military and merchant ships. And even though I make make sure and make a note that that some of these, they say, well, it's this satellite or it's that. Well, because what I had was um, a document that was um, Excel, and I transferred it over you know, to Word, but they had to describe something. And so you've got somebody that's out on a ship, and he's the night watchman, and he's been out there for a month, two months, three months. He knows what's in the sky, and then all of a sudden he thought, well, whoa, what's that? If they're going to report it. They don't want to look like a fool. They're nervous enough about what that is. It's something out of the ordinary that they report it. I was asked to for um, Pine Bush, New York. They have a UFO museum there, and there's a section for MUFON, and asked me to do something for, uh, that had to do with water. I took a map, four foot by six foot, laminated, and put a dot on all the ocean and sea sightings that I could find and along with it, I have an index, and they're all the ship and the date that they saw these. This took me weeks and weeks to make sure I had the right look, because all I had was longitude and latitude, so I'm figuring it all out on this map. I had over 300 dots on oceans and seas only, and some of them I could have put 10, 15 high, especially in the Caribbean or close uh, uh, along the shore over by Malibu and Catalina Island of Hawaii, a lot of them over there. Japan, there was a lot of them around Japan. So you look at the magnitude of it. They're being seen by the Navy that this stuff is coming in and out of the water. And I thought, why is it coming in and out of the water? Do they just, you know, okay, we come out of the water and we hover around a little bit and then we go back in. Where are they going? There there could possibly be a portal underwater they're going through. Okay, maybe. But how many times do you do that before you say, geez, I've been doing this for 200 years. Maybe it's about time I put me a house down there of some sort it just makes sense you know it also makes sense having debbie ziegelmeyer join us she's never been on the powercast before and we were delighted to talk to her a charming woman who has an extensive knowledge especially about the ufos from down there and i don't mean down there like some people in the ufo field believe down there but under the water debbie for those who are interested in following the stuff you do where do they go my um, website, which it's fairly new, it's Debbie Diver. Either Debbie Diver or Debbie Dives, it pops up on both of them, and that talks that there's um, some blogs on there and some things. I think my, my sighting, actually, my sighting is on there, the one from the Caribbean. Also, Missouri MUFON, uh, uh, org. Then you can email me too, MUFONDiver at gmail.com. Those are all places to kind of keep track of what's going on with the water. The very first weekend of October, Shag Harbor. The very last week of October, Little Rock. Uh, they have the General MacArthur Museum Charity Conference there. So first weekend, Shag Harbor. Last weekend of October is Little Rock. We're around, too. You can find us on Twitter. 
Look for the Paracast. Look for the Paracast on Facebook, a group or a community or whatever they call it in a fan club. We also offer branded merchandise at theparacast.shop. We give you a choice of four logos, the same merchandise in each one, so you can buy four T-shirts with four different logos. Impress your friends. Great prices, great merchandise, theparacast.shop. Well, we also invite you to subscribe to the Paracast Plus at theparacast.plus, that's P-L-U-S, where we offer this show free of the network ads. No network ads, better quality audio, and we also have the exclusive After the Paracast podcast where you never know, ever and ever know, What's going to happen next? We can continue an interview like we're going to do with Debbie this weekend, or we'll have a separate special interview. You never know. To find out more, go to theparacast.plus, theparacast.plus. Get this. Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, to save 20% on five-year and lifetime subscriptions. Theparacast.plus, that's P-L-U-S, theparacast.plus. Debbie Ziegelmeyer, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you very much for having me. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.